Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give everyone ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverbs 6, beginning in verse 1. My son, if you become surety for your friend, if you have shaken hands in pledge for a stranger, you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. So do this, my son, and deliver yourself, for you have come into the hand of your friend. Go and humble yourself. Plead with your friend. Give no sleep to your eyes, nor slumber to your eyelids. Deliver yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, and like a bird from the hand of the fowler. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which, having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall your poverty come on you like a prowler, and your need like an armed man. A worthless person, a wicked man, walks with a perverse mouth. He winks with his eyes, he shuffles his feet, he points with his fingers. Perversity is in his heart. He devises evil continually. He sows discord. Therefore, his calamity shall come suddenly. Suddenly, he shall be broken without remedy. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. My son, keep your father's command, and do not forsake the law of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart, Tie them around your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law a light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. To keep you from the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of a seductress. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyelids. For by means of a harlot, a man is reduced 
to a crust of bread, and an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. Can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared? So is he who goes in to his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her shall not be innocent. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is starving. Yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold. He may have to give up all the substance of his house. Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. Wounds and dishonor he will get, and his reproach will not be wiped away. For jealousy is a husband's fury. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will accept no recompense, nor will he be appeased, though you give many gifts. Friends, this is Proverbs 6. And here in verses 16 through 19, it talks about the seven things that God absolutely despises. And whenever you have a list, as they do in these verses, it actually is the opposite of the way they are listed. So I am going to list the seven thing God hates in the order in which he hates them. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. So what he hates the worst is one who sows discord among brethren. I want you to think about that. That is the most important thing that you should not do. Number two, a false witness who speaks lies. You should never lie, regardless of what's going to happen to you. Lying should never be an option to you. Three, feet that are swift in running to evil. We should avoid evil at all cost. Number four, a heart that devises wicked plans. That goes along with running to evil. Fifth, hands that shed innocent blood. Six, a lying tongue. And seven, a proud look. So we have gone over a couple verses that says God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So friends, God hates lying. He doesn't like discord among brethren. He likes unity. So think about these things that the Lord hates and do everything you possibly can to avoid doing those. Today we are in chapter 23 of Matthew's gospel, and every word in chapter 23 is in red, meaning 
that Jesus said every single word of chapter 23. I am going to go over the first few verses. Here Jesus is talking about the scribes and the Pharisees. And he basically is giving instructions to his disciples that you should not look at what they are doing because they are hypocrites. And we're going to say this over and over again. But let's begin in verse 1 of chapter 23. The only words that aren't in red are the first verse. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying. So now every other word is in red, but these are Jesus' words. The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, and Moses was a representation of the law. In other words, you're to do this and this and this, and you are not to do this and this and this. Moses represented the law. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works. For they say and do not do. Friends, that is the definition of a hypocrite. They say and do not do. In other words, this is what you are to do, but then they do not do it themselves. That is the definition of what a hypocrite does, and we are not to be that way. For they bind heavy burdens hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. They love the best places at feasts, the best seats in the synagogues, Greetings in the marketplaces, and to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But you do not be called Rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. In other words, do not look at the religious leaders of the time. There's only one person that you should have your eyes on, and that is me. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do not be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the servant nature of Jesus, and he is explaining this to his disciples, knowing full well that his time 
has almost come to an end. He will be leaving soon. He will be taken by the religious leaders. He will be crucified. He will die and be buried. And on the third day, he will rise again. But if you notice in verse 13, it says, But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrite. He repeats it in verse 14. He repeats it in verse 15. He repeats it in 16. This time he calls them blind guides. In other words, you tell the people to do this, and yet you do not follow these instruction yourselves. So in the call to action today, I'm going to ask that you take a closer look at this entire chapter, and I want you to look in detail. What is it Jesus is getting so upset about with the religious leaders? And he tells them exactly what it is that they are doing wrong. But I want to close by going to verse 31. It says, Therefore, you are witnesses against yourselves, that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your father's guilt. Serpents brood of vipers. So now he is calling them snakes. How can you escape the condemnations of hell? So he is telling them detailed, you are going to have judgment on what you have done and how you have led the people of Israel. Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, and scribes, Some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city, that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Assuredly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. And I want to close with this, because many of you are familiar with a portrait of Jesus overlooking the city of Jerusalem, and he says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate, for I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And Jesus is once again telling them his time is short and he will not be with them. 
much longer. Friends, my call to action today is very simple. I really would like for you to think of a daily prayer that you can pray to God prior to leaving your house every day, whether it's going to work, whether it's going to have fun, whether it's going on vacation, but simply ask God to put someone in your path that day that you can minister to, someone that he will bring into your path that you can show the love of God in the words that you say and the actions that you do. I want you to develop a thought process. Think of other people as more important or more highly than you think about yourself. Change your paradigm of thinking. Instead of asking, what can God do for me? Ask God what you can do for Him. The suggested scripture reading today, if you would, please read Proverbs 6 in its entirety. There's a lot to be said for Proverbs 6. It's once again a reminder of how easily we can be seduced by someone of the opposite sex. We need to consciously be thinking about that because it is a trap that we are capable of falling into if we are not on guard for that. And finally, if you would, please reread chapter 23 of Matthew in its entirety. It's a wonderful chapter, and it is telling us what we need to be mindful of, that we are not to do what Jesus is so violently opposed to when he's talking to the religious leaders and saying, you guys are hypocrites. This is what you do. And as you read those, meditate on what Jesus is saying so you do not fall into that trap yourself. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today and you've never taken that step, I ask you to repeat a simple prayer after me today. Father God, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to earth. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to come to earth. You set a wonderful example of how we can live our lives every day. You were tempted in all areas, as are we, and yet you never gave in to the temptation of sin. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on a cross for the sins of mankind. And by doing that, all the sins of the world for all time have been forgiven. And yet, I ask that you come into my heart. I want the spirit that you have in you to come into my being. I want you to lead me and guide me. From this day forward, I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, look up my webpage. 
wisdomtodaybk.com. There is a contact tab if you go on that page. If you would simply write your name, let me know that you repeated that prayer, or if you have any questions at all about anything you heard on today's podcast. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we close out the week with wisdom today.